Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. It's the summer solstice, and that means we've already put half of 2023 in the books. Can't believe how quickly the year has gone by so far. And that means it's time to hit up several of our regular guests for a forecast for the second half of the year. We'll get a variety of opinions here. I'm Andy Gersher, and this is Games. All right, it's time to take a look at the second half of 2023. I've done this lightning round type of thing in the past and totally love it. It's great getting a variety of opinions. We're going to bring on some of our regular guests to give us their year-end forecast. And first up, Jim Awad, Senior Managing Director at Clearstead Advisors in New York. All right. I can't believe we're already talking about a forecast for the second half of the year, but that's where we're at, and that's where I want you to start, Jim. How do you see markets shaping up in the second half of 2023? I think basically we're in good shape. What we're learning is that the economy has been able to adjust to higher interest rates and tighter credit conditions uh, due to three bank failures. So what you're going to see uh, is expectations for a possible recession diminish, for the uh, uh, extent and severity of the recession to diminish, and therefore the outlook for corporate profits to increase. And it, therefore, if we're, at the, if we're at a peak in interest rates or close to a peak in interest rates and the economy uh, stays in a positive growth mode, that means that the expectations for profits will increase and the expectations for stock prices should increase. Do you think the consumer is going to hold up? I know they've been going through a lot of their savings as they're seeing higher prices. Any concerns with the consumer or any other factor that would maybe be of concern? Right. Absolutely. So what do we worry about? We worry about that you've had a 500 basis point increase in interest rates and it hasn't had an effect so far. And all of a sudden it has an effect that we didn't realize it. Uh, but the consumer uh, is going to is going to uh, pull back dramatically or that for some reason credit conditions tighten dramatically uh, uh, or that there's a, a geopolitical event. Uh, that's what we have to look for. But right now, uh, as, as you and I are speaking, jobs are be- being created and consumers are spending and you're having sort of rolling corrections in consumer spending. They've stopped spending on goods and durables, and they're spending on experiences. So as long as you see that payrolls continue to grow and incomes continue to grow, 
uh, and unemployment does not increase significantly, then you know the economy is going to power through the increases in interest rates. And lastly, Jim, what areas of the stock market do you see best poised to have a really solid second half of the year? Are there any sectors catching your eye right now? Well, yes. In the long run, you want to stick with the growth companies, the artificial intelligence companies, the technology companies. That's where you're going to make money over the next year or two. But in the short term, the the equal weighted S&P, which, which takes out the, the uh, nine or ten biggest stocks that have done the best so far this year, I think you're going to get catch up. So I think you'll get catch up in, um, uh, in, in medium cap, small cap, value. Uh, and and the, the non-tech leaders in the short term, but in the long term, you want to own the tech leaders. And then from our conversation today, what's the ultimate takeaway uh, for our audience? The markets have escaped uh, the, 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 the doom and fears of the pessimists, that you always win in equities in the long term, that you never bet, bet against the U.S. economy in the long term. Keep your equities but stay in quality, and you can have some money in 5% one-year paper also. All right, a fairly bullish forecast for the second half of the year. Big thanks to Jim Awad, Senior Managing Director at Clearstead Advisors in New York. Next up, with his Blue World Economic Forecast, Matt Matigan, CEO Blue World Asset Managers here in Chicago. Matt, you've done this before. We're looking for your second half of the year forecast. Lay it on us. Well, I see reality catching up eventually, and I'll start by acknowledging that I've been beating this drum all spring and up to this point in the summer. But the reality is the Blue World Economic Index uh, remains at record lows. And I mean lower than the mortgage crisis era, lower than the COVID era. The economy is really, really in a weak place right now. Uh, The Fed just announced a pause that wasn't, as I like to describe it. Yeah, we're going to hold rates level right now, but look for two more increases coming up, which, as you know, I've been critical of. And the markets just continue to rise. So anytime the markets are that untethered from economic reality, it's very, very precarious. It's a trapdoor waiting to spring. And one area in particular that I think could very well be the catalyst uh, for bad things to happen is in the second half of July, we're going to start to get earnings reports from the regional and super regional banks, the the KRE index components. And it is my prediction that their earnings are going to be deplorable. Their margins are going to be squeezed uh, like we've never seen. And I I think those earnings are gonna be a really, really nasty surprise. So those mid and super mid-sized banks could very well be the thing to watch for. Now, I, like everybody else, I'm riding this wave for as long as it lasts. But using the metaphor I always use, my safety net is five feet under the wire right now, not 25 feet under the wire. That continues to be my outlook and my best advice. And Matt, we've seen a handful of tech companies really lead the charge here. 
making up a bulk of the stock market gains for the year. Any concerns about the narrow leadership? And it seems to me like you see some potential hazards as we move forward. That's absolutely what I think. Uh, again, any time the market performance becomes completely untethered from the true health of the underlying economy, and it doesn't matter if the economy is flying and the market's down and you're short, uh, you, there are things you need to be concerned about. When the markets are up and the economy is down and you're long, there are things you need to be concerned about. And that is the situation that we find ourselves in right now. And a, a very, very small ripple is all it's going to take to shake confidence and move this thing in the other direction quickly. And the biggest thing to look for is when this happens, if this happens, it's not going to be a slow process. It's going to, you know, the old adage, bears jump out the window. And just be aware that when this happens in a material way, it could very easily start in the after hour sessions and continue into the next day. And uh, even if you're being careful, you could be caught on the wrong side if you don't have some appropriate defense in place. And you always use that term, having the defense on the field, especially in situations like that. Matt, what does having the defense on the field look like? Well, again, there are a hundred different ways to have the defense on the field. Maybe that's going heavy bonds. Maybe that is... Uh, having a few inverse ETFs sprinkled in there in and out over the course of uh, days uh, where you don't hold them long term, but maybe a day or two just to have some protection to the downside. Maybe that's a little bit more uh, sophisticated, like having puts on the indexes. Maybe it's having some futures contracts. There are a whole lot of different ways that are very, very effective to hedge against a fast adverse move. Uh, and I don't care which one you're using. I just advocate right now that you use them and you use them more aggressively than you ordinarily would. Still ride the upside, like I said, but instead of having that safety net 25 feet below the wire, have it five feet below the wire, because when and if this happens, and I, I really do predict it, uh, when it happens, it's not going to be a gradual process. Matt taking a cautious tone here, and we'll take note. Big thanks to Matt Matigan, CEO, Blue World Asset Managers here in Chicago. More forecasts to come, but we got to take a quick break first. Hey, be sure to subscribe, follow, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. I've been told that's podcast gold. Totally appreciate the solid there. And as always, subscribe and turn on those notifications so you know when a new Gains episode drops. We drop Gains episodes on Wednesday morning. We'll be right back. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Back with more forecasts for the second half of 2023. Next up, Jack Ablin, Chief Investment Officer 
at Crescent Capital here in Chicago. Jack, what do you think about the second half of the year for stocks? I'm pretty optimistic, actually. I think the Fed is pretty much done. Uh, I, you know, They paused uh, in their June meeting. Yes, they've said that they want to raise rates maybe one or two more times. I suspect that if inflation keeps trending the way it's going, um, they may have to raise rates one more time, but I think that they're pretty close to being done. Um, and as a result of that, um, perhaps uh, the economy ends up doing better than uh, a lot of uh, economists have feared. And how does that translate to the stock market? And are there any areas in particular that you uh, have high hopes, uh, uh, you know, as in the back end of the year? Sure. So in terms of the stock market, I would say the S&P is pretty much at our year-end target already. So there isn't a lot of huge opportunity in the S&P, at least um, because it's fueled by you know the top seven names in, the, in that index. Um, so from the S&P perspective, I'd say probably a better opportunity for the average stock uh, than for the, the mega caps um, that have been leading the charge higher. Where we see uh, most opportunity is really in international, uh, and that's really driven by two factors. One, uh, relative valuations are much cheaper internationally for um, even for the outlook that they have, and, and it's not just all about um, you know Europe and bordering Ukraine. I mean, Japan is a big component, and and that um, economy is is really brightening up. Um, but it also has to do with the currency, and the our view is is once the Fed uh, appears to be done, we expect that uh, the U.S. dollar will start to weaken relative to foreign currencies. It's all it's already pretty expensive, actually, by historical standards. Um, and once that weakens, that'll be a tailwind for international equities. That combined with the relative valuation, I think international will lead the the market higher in the second half of the year. You've made calls on international stocks in the past, and they've come through each time we've talked about them. How are you getting exposure? What's your advice as far as getting exposure? And are there any areas globally that you really, really like, or is it a broader uh, uh, exposure? Are you doing like an ETF? How, How are you getting exposure to all of this?Ure, I would recommend an ETF um, just for um, uh, international exposure. I think the the ticker is uh, IEFA to get broad international exposure. But we are particularly interested in Japan. Uh, Japan, in particular, uh, is uh, relatively cheap, uh, but its currency, the yen, is remarkably cheap. Uh, and so all you really need is one of those two pieces to move back to fair value. And you can, you know, hit a single or double in the in the Japanese market. And that ticker symbol is EWJ uh, for a Japan exposure. And then as we wrap up, we I know you're, you're loving international right now, specifically Japan in a big way. As we wrap up our conversation here, what do you want to leave the gains listener with? What's the takeaway here? Jack. Yeah, I think that, um, you know, I think the uh, the economy ends up better than a lot of economists fear, and uh, largely because, you know, the Fed probably stays put. Uh, they may not have to to raise rates as, as dramatically as they're 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 threatening. 
Uh, and that's because inflation is coming down a lot faster than um, they had feared. So I think all of that put together means that, you know, we the, the general direction of equities is higher. But I will say uh, I'm going to lean toward international uh, on a weaker dollar. So Jack says get that international exposure. And I agree with him. And finally, we can't talk about the second half of the year without discussing the Dow theory with Chuck Carlson, CEO of Horizon Investment Services and publisher of the Dow Theory Forecast newsletter in Hammond. He's also author of the book Winning with the Dow's Losers. Check out his website, UpsideStocks.com. Chuck, we'll get your forecast in just a second, but let's start with the Dow Theory. That's what we always talk about. The Dow Theory right now is still bearish, but it's gotten close to some key levels, and that's where I want you to start, Chuck. Yeah, right, Andy. The, the, while the market, uh, the tenor of the market has been much improved here, uh, we're still shy of those points that we need the Dow Industrials and Dow Jones Transportation Average to surpass. And, and until they do, and in the Dow Jones Industrial Average, that level is the, uh, the late November uh, high of 34 589.77. That's 34 589.77. And in the Dow Transports, it's the early February level of 15,640.70. That's 15,640.70. Until we get closes in both of the averages above those levels, the, the, the primary trend under the Dow theory will still be bearish. Now, you know, just to put color on that, just because it's, quote, bearish doesn't necessarily imply that the market is, you know, is going to heck in a handbasket. But it, it does imply that without a move, a close above those two levels, it's going to be very difficult for the market to sustain a significant upward move in the market. And then as far as the second half of the year, if we break through those hurdles, things get kind of really bullish and is there any areas that uh, you like in particular as well yeah i think if if you do see a breakout above those levels i think you'll see it, it being driven by uh, a couple of sectors i think technology would be leading the way that has been for the most part a pretty good sector so far this year but i think in, in a strong up move you'll see uh you'll see that pick up and the other area that i think you'll see pick up is quite two areas would be one would be Small caps, which have been lagging this year, but I think that would give them an opportunity to really pick up the speed. And I think on the international side, I think you'd see international equities improve as well. Uh, again, those those latter areas tend to kind of migrate toward the value end of the spectrum. But I do believe if we do get a, a bona fide bull market signal that, uh, again, some of the current leaders like technology will do well. But I, I would look for small mid-cap stocks and international stocks to pick up the pace as well. What if, and I say what if, we see a breakdown in the markets and, you know, they retest some of those lower levels, then then what's what's the situation? Well, I think the situation there, and again, those lower levels uh, would be on the Dow Industrials, that's 28,725.51. And on the Dow Transports, and this, this is probably the most significant level, which would be 11,999. So basically 12,000. You know, if you see those levels break down, especially the Dow transports, that would be an indication that, 
you know, the the economic recession is is going to be a thing, and it's probably going to be an ugly thing. So, you know, the downside, if if in fact this market is going to break those lows, it's 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 going to be driven as it usually is by you know earnings declines, and those earnings declines are probably going to be driven by a recession. So, I think a more likely scenario, quite frankly, and I, this would not surprise me for the second half of the year, is that um, we fail in the near term for both the Dow Jones transportation average and Dow Industrials to close above those new levels. But the market kind of recedes and but remains in this trading range. It's really been established for the last nine months, basically, maybe even longer than that, where it kind of meanders around, you know, in the in the case of the transports between 12,000 and, say, 15,600. And in the case of the industrials between, say, 29,000 and 35,000, we meander around in that level. That would not be uh, a shock to me that we, we kind of see uh, a bit of a pullback back into that trading range. But it, ultimately, we'll let the market tell the story, as we usually do. And then what's your takeaway? What do you want the gains listener to take away from our conversation today? Well, if, if in fact, the market is, is going to be dangerous on the downside, that danger is going to be driven by an, an economy that's going into recession. And the best indicator to give you some some lead time, so to speak, on an, on an economic recession is the Dow Jones transportation average. So, so the movement of the Dow Jones transportation average, again, which is an index a lot of people don't follow, and they should, is really, I think, going to tell the story ultimately for whether this market can sustain a broad upward move, and that would be a close above that 15,640 level, or if we're going into a much more dangerous market period uh, and possibly a severe economic recession uh, would be a decline in the Dow transports below that 12,000 level. That's That would be the index that I think is the most worth watching right now. And, of course, that's Chuck Carlson, CEO of Verizon Investment Services and publisher of the Dow Theory Forecast newsletter in Hammond. Check out his website, UpsideStocks.com. So there you go, a variety of different takes and investment ideas for the back end of this year. Hey, be sure to subscribe, follow, and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts that's an option for you. And as always, subscribe and turn on those notifications so you know when a new Gains episode drops. We'll be back next Wednesday, and I look forward to seeing you then. A News Radio WBBM podcast, powered by Odyssey. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 